Good morning. Happy almost new year. Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development here at the church, and I have with me your wonderful lay leader, Elizabeth Gray, and we welcome each and every one of you here this morning. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. And it's in that tradition that I invite you to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. It is also our tradition in Unitarian Universalist churches to begin our services by lighting a chalice, which is a symbol of our faith. Please say with me our words for lighting the chalice, which are printed in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Good morning. This is our call to worship. Come into this sacred space. Bring with you your joys, your hopes, all that you love, all that which you hold holy. Come into this, our beloved community. Bring with you also your imperfections, your secret fears, and unspoken hurts. Those things that you still hold, but you yearn to release. Come onto this hallowed ground, bringing to your wildest imaginings of what together we might create or create more of in our world. Come, we hold a place for you in this, our hour of worship. Unitarian Universalism is a pluralistic faith. That means we draw from all of the world's religious traditions and wisdom traditions. We don't have a creed, a set of beliefs that we all have to agree to. So sometimes people ask, well then, what holds you all together? Well, in this church, we have a set of religious values that hold us together, and out of those values arose our mission. It's our common purpose, and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. You are the new day, new day. that we as human 
Sunday, which means that we're all staying in service together. So the littles, if you want to stay with your grown-ups, that is fine. There's also a rug with the pillows and some coloring pages if you want to go there. Now, some of you may not know this, but I'm kind of obsessed with fairies. I have statues in my house. I collect all the fraud books. It's a whole thing. The reason I mention this is this is the first time ever that I am doing a story for all ages that is an actual fairy tale. Once upon a time, two boys, Carl and Philip, were playing when suddenly a fairy appeared before them and said, I have been sent here to give you a New Year's presents. She handed each boy a package and then she was gone. The boys were so excited, and they opened their packages, and they found in them two beautiful books with completely blank pages in them. Many months passed, and the fairy came back to the boys. I have brought you each another book, she said, and I will take the first ones back to Father Time, who sent them to you. May I not keep mine a little bit longer, asked Philip. I've hardly thought about it at all lately. I'd really love to paint something on the last page. No, the fairy replied. I must take it just as it is. I wish that I could look through mine just once more, said Carl. I've only been able to see one page at a time, for when the page turns over, it sticks, and I can never open the book to more than one place at a time each day. You may look at your book now, said the fairy, and Philip at his. And she lit for them two little silver lamps, by the light of which they saw the pages as she turned them. The boys looked at their books in wonder. Where were the clean white pages? Here was a page with ugly black spots and scratches all on it. But on the next page was a beautiful picture. Some pages were decorated with gold and silver and gorgeous colors, others with beautiful flowers and still others with rainbows of the softest, most delicate brightness. Yet, even on the most beautiful of the pages, there were some marks or blots or scratches. When the boys finished looking at their books, they turned to the fairy. Who did this, they asked. 
Every page was completely blank as we opened it, but now there's not a single blank page in the entire book. Shall I explain the pictures in your books to you? Asked the fairy, smiling at the two boys. See here, Philip, the spray of roses that blossomed on this page? This happened when you let your baby brother play with your toys. And this beautiful bird that looks as if it were singing with all of its might would have never been on this page if you had not tried to be kind and pleasant the other day instead of fighting. But what made this blot? asked Philip. That, said the fairy sadly, that came when you said something untruthful one day. And this one was from the other day when you were mean to one of your friends. All of these blots and scratches, both in your and Carl's books, were made when you were mean or dishonest. Each of the beautiful things in your books came onto its page when you were kind or generous or thoughtful. Oh, if only we could have the books again, said Carl and Philip. That cannot be, said the fairy. See, they are dated for this year, and they must now go back into Father Time's bookcase. But I have brought each of you a new one. Perhaps you can make these books even more beautiful than the ones I am taking today. And then she vanished, and the boys were left alone. But each held in his hand a new book, open at the first page. And on the back of the book, in beautiful gold letters, said, For the New Year. Today's reading is Burning the Old Year by Naomi Shihab Nye. Letters swallow themselves in seconds. Notes, friends tied to the doorknob, transparent scarlet paper, sizzle like moth wings, marry the air. So much of any year is flammable, lists of vegetables, partial poems, orange swirling flame of days. So little is a stone. Where there was something and suddenly isn't, an absence shouts, celebrates, leaves a space. I begin again with the smallest numbers. Quick dance, shuffle of losses and leaves. Only the things I didn't do crackle after the blazing dies. This is the time in our service where we breathe together. And breathing together, some of us pray, some meditate, some simply follow our breath to that deeper place inside, that place where mind, emotion, and spirit combine to create greater wisdom. Breathing together, feeling one another's loving presence around us, we enter into a time of silence together, remembering that human sounds and the sounds of small children are a part of the sacred silence in this church. Breathing in, breathing out, we enter into that time of sacred silence together. Now, when the music starts in just a moment, I invite you to light candles in our window, candles of sorrow, joy, 
remembrance, hope, and when the music comes to an end, to maintain our sacred silence and meditation. At the beginning of each new year, we have made it our tradition here at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin to conduct a burning bowl ritual. Now, in the burning bowl ritual, each of us reflects upon something that we carry that may be holding us back, something we would like to let go because maybe it's keeping us from fully living our life goals and values. Then we whisper whatever it is into the pieces of the flash paper you were given as you came in and toss them into the flame in our bowl and watch it burn away before our very eyes. If you need flash paper and didn't get it, there's plenty more back in the foyer. Here are some examples of what we might, might want to let go. What other people think of you. 
hoping to finally win that argument with mom, dad, a spouse, partner, brother, sister, etc. The need to win arguments at all. Fixing other people. Continuing harmful relationships. Trying to control things that can't be controlled. Needing to be the perfect spouse, parent, son, daughter, partner, friend, student, or whatever occupational role you play. Past hurts. Slights still not forgiven. Now the thing is, intellectually, we can know we need to let such things go, and yet it can be much more difficult to move past them emotionally and even spiritually sometimes. And that... That is where a ritual, like our burning bowl ritual, can help us. I ran across a story recently that I thought illustrates this so perfectly. It's the story of a woman who I'll call Eve, though that's not her real name. Eve sought grief counseling after losing her husband to Lou Gehrig's disease. She and her husband had been devout Catholics and were married in the little Catholic church they attended. They were very much in love, and the marriage was a happy one. Eve described her husband as a great father and a wonderful spouse. After he developed the disease, she took care of him as it progressed, which became more difficult over time as it's a very cruel and an eventually degenerative disease. As he became more disabled, he resisted becoming more and more dependent on her, and so sometimes they fought. Still... Every night, they would lie in their bed together with their hands clasped so that their wedding rings were touching each other, and they would repeat their wedding vows to each other, night after night after night. Until his very last day, their love and devotion for one another remained persistent and strong. When she came in for counseling, it had been six years since he had died. Eve told the counselor that she knew she needed to move on with her life, to start dating again. But I can't take my wedding ring off, she said. I can't date wearing my wedding ring, and I can't seem to make myself take it off. Now, intellectually, Eve knew that she had honored her commitment to her husband. Emotionally and spiritually, though, she couldn't let go of her belief that marriage is for life, and that's what that wedding ring was symbolizing so strongly for her. So the counselor worked with her priest to put together a reverse wedding ritual for her. At the same church where they had originally been married with many of the same family and friends who had been at their wedding, the priest called her up to the altar. He asked her, Were you faithful in good times and in bad? Yes, Eve replied. In sickness and in health? I was, she replied. The priest led her through the rest of her wedding vows, but in past tense, and she affirmed in front of the loving witnesses who had gathered in that little church that she had loved, honored, and been faithful to her husband. Then the priest said, May I have the ring, please? And Eve took it off and handed it to him. The priest and her counselor had arranged for her ring and her husband's ring to be interlocked and then affixed to the front of their wedding photo. 
<clears throat> Eve later described finally taking the ring off to her counselor by saying, it came off as if by magic. This is the power of ritual. It allows us to embody our thoughts and intentions. It allows us to hold them in a much deeper place inside or to release something from that same deep place, from our hearts and souls, not just our minds. I'm going to light our burning bowl and invite you to whisper into your piece of flash paper something that you would like to let go. May your life, your spirit, be unburdened of that which you have burned here today. May you experience a lightness and a joy from having released it from that place deep within. Now please say with me our words for extinguishing the chalice which are printed in your order of service. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Now that you have let go of the things that needed releasing, hold on to the knowledge that you carry a spark of the divine within you. Carry with you the love and sense of community we share in this sacred space. Carry with you a mind open to continuous revelation, a heart strong enough to break wide open, and a peace that passes all understanding. All blessings go with you into the new year and until we gather again. May the congregation say amen, amen. and blessed be. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.